Hi, I'm Shelly. And I'm Cam. And this is Translating ADHD. Before we kick off this week's episode, we want to remind you that our next group coaching class is starting in June. Cam, you want to say more about what we're going to be doing there? I sure do, Shelly. And I've got my right mic this week. I'm so excited. I've got the right input. I'm so excited about that. Yay! (laughs) It's the little wins. It's the little wins, people. Yeah, listeners, sorry about the slightly rough audio last week. Cam's microphone input switched, and I even noticed something sounded a little off, but it wasn't until I heard the recording that we realized that something was majorly off, and Cam and I decided that done is better than perfect, and we put out the episode anyway. Yeah. Well, and it's also, when I listened to it, it really gave me a sense of how far we've come as a team, because recently I was listening to episode 10 which is that first lunch counter Mount Rainier episode. And we're just a bunch of newbies. I mean, we're little (laughs) newbies. And and you've developed your, I mean, I have like this loud and kind of quiet. That's me. Like I'm two-dimensional. You've developed like this, a voice. It's like, you've got your podcast voice that you've developed. You could take this on the road. (laughs) You have a, you've got another career going ahead, but I digress. So Yeah, I'm just this sort of noticing, wow, our product is getting really good. And so to hear the drop last week, it just sounded like I was coming out of a tin can. Apologies for that and the distraction there, folks. But we are, uh, I'm going to tap my microphone every time and we're going to check and make sure that we've got our right inputs here. So yeah, the group coaching is navigating your lunch counter. Navigating the lunch counter is doing that work above and below the lunch counter is exploring how you get caught and stuck in the valleys, and then to tether through that lunch counter to causation above. Because when we get that picture, a sense of what is contributing to this, then we can get a sense of the connection there, the patterns, and to start to anticipate. And as I was talking about how I drop into valleys, is when we have that ability to go in and like, oh, I know this place. And it's not so hard. It's not so challenging. And I know an exit strategy here. That is fundamental. That is foundational ADHD work. So that's that. And it's coming up. And we've got some people putting in some great stuff. So we're really excited about that. The other thing I want to talk about is I was looking at our overall numbers. And I just want to do a quick shout out to our loyal listeners, Shelly. In that this, we design this not for everyone. We design this podcast for a select group of individuals who are really ready to do some next level work. And as I'm looking through and just seeing these numbers, noticing that there is a consistent number every week, and that's our loyal listeners. And when you do that, We'll get the spikes with the ones with like avoidance or hyper-focus in the title because that's people who are typing in ADD and imposter syndrome or avoidance or hyper-focus, and they're doing that one-off thing, and that's where they are. But when you are coming every week, listening and re-listening, you're doing your work. This is a long-view approach. Because ADHD is not a simple fix, but we also feel that 
you can have success and you can have ADHD too. The two can coincide and live together in the same room. And so just a shout out to those folks who are diligently and consistently listening to us. Thank you. Thank you. It means so much to Shelly and myself that you're out there and we're making a difference for you. And this stuff is making a difference for you. Well said, Cam. And I will echo that. Thanks. And I will also add that the coolest thing about this show is how people are able to do their own coaching work. We heard that so much in our Project X. People in our Project X coaching group showed up already knowing how to be coached, even though most of them were being coached for the first time. They showed up with stories and evidence of how they've used the podcast to move forward on their own big agenda. And it's so neat. I would have never thought when we started this that we could do that for people. We wanted to expose more people to the idea of coaching. But how cool is it that they can do their own work, the same kind of work we'd be doing with clients by listening to the show? That just That's what blows my mind. And every time we get feedback affirming that, it just it's so cool. It will never get old. I'll never get tired of hearing people's stories around doing their own work using our show. So if you have one of those, by the way, <laughs> feel free to send it to us. So let's get on to our topic for today. We're going to stay in this arena of advocacy and agency for a few episodes. And today, what we're really looking at is defining your role and knowing your value. And we've hinted at this several times because it's something that I work on with almost every one of my clients, if not every one of my clients, whether they are self-employed, whether they are entrepreneurs with larger businesses, or whether they are traditionally employed, my clients all struggle with this. What is this? It's knowing your role. We tend as ADHD people to let others tell us what our role is. And so every one of my self-employed clients comes to coaching and they hate some part of their business to the point that they're wondering, how did I even get here? I chose this business or chose this career path and I don't like the work that I'm doing. What's up with that? So let me give an example here to illustrate what I'm talking about. I had a client come to me who is a career coach. And so our early work was sort of talking about what she liked and didn't like about her business doing that big agenda work. And as we dove in more and more around what she liked and didn't like about her work, we realized what she didn't like about her work were the things that she thought her clients were expecting her to provide, like resume writing. Because in her field, that is something that everyone in that field offers. So it felt like a should or a have to. This is what people want. This is what people are expecting from me. But then we started digging around to find her unique position in this field and her value. And we discovered this really cool notion of helping people tell their career story and collaborating with them. So still getting the end result of a better resume or a better LinkedIn profile, but doing it in this collaborative coaching style. Now, what was the story that that client was telling herself? Well, it was, I can't work this way 
because everybody else in my field works this other way. So even though the evidence shows that people like working with me, not because of my resume writing skills, but because of this, this way that I work with people, that's where my referrals come from. That's why people come back to me. That's why I'm as busy as I want to be as a coach. There was still this story of, but I can't do this business this way because this isn't how other people do it. I love that story. It's so good in so many different levels, but it's such a common challenge that our clients have this big should and this comparison thing. The other thing I want to add is we're naturally divergent thinkers. And so it's like the thought of swimming in a few swim lanes or very specific role, it kind of goes against our nature of like, no, I, I need to diversify. I need to really broaden out and cover all my bases. I see this a lot with new coaches. It's sort of like when I say, listen, the add value you create is when you become a content expert in a specific area. You're speaking to someone about a specific area. And there's a full, like, there's just a complete rejection of that. No, no, I might miss. We want to cast this big net or feel like we have to throw a big net. Going back to your client with doing it like others, but also, I have to cover several different swim lanes. And this goes against the whole limited resources thing. Many of my clients come and they're like, they don't know that time, energy, and attention are limited resources. Our ADHD fools us into thinking. And then we're just like hitting these areas and not being great in a couple areas. So today, around defining role and knowing your value is really what is that unique offering? What is your unique offering and really pushing hard in that direction? Because that's what people want. That's what organizations really need. I love that, Cam, finding your unique offering. And before our listeners who are traditionally employed check out, this applies to you as well. We had a participant in the Project X group coaching whose work in our eight weeks together was largely around stepping into leadership and finding her voice. And that was a big part of knowing her role because stepping into leadership wasn't becoming somebody she wasn't. It was stepping into leadership in a way that played to her strengths, in a way that let her collaborate with her team from a place of strength. And it was so cool to see. Now, Here's a good place to throw in the caveat. And the caveat is you may not be in a place right now where being able to define your own role is possible. We've talked about this scenario before from different angles, but let's talk about it from this particular angle. I had a client who came to coaching and was working for a nonprofit, and she had been promised a pretty prominent position with that nonprofit when there was enough funding to fund that position. Now, she came with all of the ADHD thinking of all of my problems in this position are my problems. But as we started to distinguish, we discovered that the founder of this particular nonprofit and the way that she ran things was a big problem. And it likely meant that there was never going to be funding for this role, meaning my client was killing herself being massively underpaid for her talents for something that was likely never going to come to fruition. And there was no opportunity there for her to define her role, even in the current role she was in. 
because of the dynamic between her and the other person and because of how the other person operated. So this is where two truths are very important. The first is we have to distinguish what is ours and what is not ours. And the second is, and I tell my clients this all of the time, especially clients who are in a situation like this one, we can only focus on what is within your power to change. And in the case of that client, she didn't have the power to affect enough change to make that role work for her. So knowing your role is also an opportunity to step back and evaluate where you're at. Is it working for you? Yeah. The phrase that we've lit upon, putting yourself in the picture, this is this on a higher level of, do I see myself in this organization? Words are cheap. People will say, yes. And they say something that might be aspirational one day. So we hold out hope for one day. And in fact, are they making space for me in this organization right now? This is about agency. You know, defining role and knowing your value. First of all, you have to see yourself in the picture. Am I in this picture? How can I step more into this picture to add more value, to define that role? And so there's this higher level in the sense of organizational. And this is serenity prayer part four is the wisdom to know what I can and cannot control. Cam, I also want to throw in that what defining your role is not about is it's not about I'm only doing the things I'm really good at and the things that are my area of strength and everyone else can deal with the rest because life doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh my God. And I was thinking about our dynamic here. So the way we run this show, we did start by dividing up who likes to do what. Cam does the Twitter because he's good at the Twitter. Cam does a lot of the email responses because he is much better. You all know, you all so much know how much I hate email that when I get new clients that are listeners to the podcast, they feel bad for emailing me to start the conversation, even though that's what my website says to do. So it's okay to email me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I, but I don't love email. So Cam handles the emails. I handle some of the technical aspects, but there are things that neither one of us love doing. And so we divvy those up the best we can. Sometimes we pass them back and forth. I recently asked Cam if he could take over a set of tasks for me because I'm at a stressful point. And so getting something hateful then that I don't like doing off of my plate was very helpful for me. Or we hire them out. We've hired an editor at this point. Someone else does that job. And so I wanted to share that because there's a big difference between knowing your strengths, knowing your value, knowing what you bring to the table and working from that place and feeling like you ought to be able to only work from that place. I love that distinction. By the way, when you talk about being in a stressful place, the reason why you're partly in a stressful place is because you're turning your attention to another area outside the podcast. It's really important and pushing there. So yeah. it's not just stress for stress sake. It's stress because you're pushing hard to a really important professional completion point. Just that little piece there that I want to add. I also love how we're going in this direction of this, you know, it can be higher level, but also these sort of daily engagements. It is this dialogue back and forth discussing. And I think this is where I'd like to take the conversation here is 
listeners, you can define your role and determine or know your value in every engagement that you have. And here's this other thing that someone in the group coaching brought up. I love this term that when we get into this sort of automatic mode, we have too much on our plate. We're just kind of in response and react mode. Stuff will come over the desk and we're just like, okay, just get it out the door, get it out the door. What's the request? Okay. It's a service center and that's it. And we're not really considering what is the ask. We just fall into this default mode of, and her term was answer the ask. I love it. I love it because she became aware of, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm just answering the ask and I'm not negotiating. I'm not determining, am I the right person? Can I temper it? How can I take this ask and make it where I can insert my own value, but also create some limitations here too? Kim, I just want to jump in for a second and remind you exactly how she flipped that phrase around, which I thought was so powerful. And so her mantra here is, I don't have to answer as asked. So all of the things you just said are encompassed in that, but it's even bigger than that. I can answer with a question of my own. I do not have to answer as asked. So cool. And there's agency. Agency will not just happen, people. Last week, we talked about the definition of agency in the sense of acting independently and having free choice. This will not happen. Just like our role will not happen. We have to define it or it will be defined for us. And so going ahead and finding these moments where we can insert and engage tweak, redirect. I love this because I want to come back to, there's certain elements here that we've been talking about all along around communication. And by the way, we're going to get into relationships and effective communicating in the next couple of episodes. But this is about needs. This is about expectations. When we have been talking about like, hey, can you help me out here? Hey, can you help me out here? It's identifying our own needs in that moment and then managing our expectations of each other, having compassion, empathy for the other. We have this amazing way, we as individuals with ADHD have this amazing way to like just lay out a brilliant landscape of an assumption. Oh, they're asking this because they don't trust me. And be careful about that. But when it comes in to go with, you know what? I don't have to answer as asked. Can I clarify? Can I define what the actual thing is as opposed to this whole service desk way that we can get into? And then it's all transactional and all the relational aspects and our sense of value, right? You come to the end of your day and you're just absolutely depleted. I want to bring in the pool work we've been talking about, because when you're feeling agitated or you're like barely tolerating somebody, it's that moment of discomfort. You can get to that safety place in the pool and check in on those emotions. Let those emotions tell you and inform you of what might be going on. And instead of just holding a grudge to pause and say, 
is there something that I can steer the conversation in a direction that works to my own swim lane, to a picture that I'm in? I'm going to throw in a coaching term here, and that term is co-creation. So when we talk about defining your role, knowing your role, it's not about saying, okay, Cam, here's my role in the podcast. So you figure out how to deal with the rest. We co-create together. We collaborate together. We have trust, which allows us to be nimble and to pick up each other's slack without getting into the pool. And when one of us does get into the pool, which occasionally happens, we know how to support each other there too. So listeners, I encourage you to think of defining your role in whatever area of life you're trying to define your role, whether it's work, whether it's within your romantic relationship, whether it's in a friendship, as a process of co-creation. You get to set your boundaries and you get to manage the expectations of others. But that's a reciprocal process. And in an ongoing relationship of any sort, it's a process that sometimes requires retooling and renegotiating. Cam, something that you and I have done many times in this year and a half that we've been at this venture. Stepping back, retooling, rethinking and then going forward again. And so as you were saying earlier, there's some environments, there's some situations where it's just not winnable. And to know that, to recognize that you don't have to do all the work. I think that's another thing that happens with ADHD, this sense of shame and, oh, the hurt that I've created my partner, my family, that it's this, I have to atone for everything. And in that one down place, we have this feeling of, I've got to do my work. No, that's not true. Everyone has a part. And so if someone is forcing you to be a certain character in your picture and not honoring who you are, then you really need to pause and question on a bigger scale there, to be a choice, to develop healthy boundaries there to say, no, thank you. If an environment is so demanding or that forces you to be a certain way, apologetic all the time, this is about standing on your own two legs, seeing yourself in your picture. You are deserving. You are deserving and they're deserving too. So I love that you brought in boundaries because those can be really challenging for us think I need strong boundaries. And again, this is who I am. Or open borders fully. Thinking about something where it's a breathing, expansive, not rigid. And as you said, I love that you brought in co-creating. We can discuss this. We can talk about it to start to identify what your needs are, your own unique needs. And as you said last week, often we're not thinking about our own self-care needs. To begin there, what do you need so you can show up fully, be ready to step into that picture? Yeah. And it gets easier with practice, people. Cam and I have been at this a long time. But just to toss in one more example before we wrap, these are not always huge asks. The last ask I made of Cam was to move our standing meeting 
from a Thursday to some other day because my Thursdays were earmarked for a particular type of task and that meeting time wasn't working for me. So not a huge ask, but an ask that made a huge difference for me as I was working on retooling my schedule and making it work for me. You don't have to start with the biggest, baddest boundary. You know, start with what you do know you need and go into it embracing the spirit of co-creation. It's not about you getting what you want or else. It's about this is my need in this situation, in this relationship. How can we work together to meet this need in a way that's going to work for both of us? And that is an ever-moving target. I would say even for us, Cam, as collaborators, you know, in romantic relationships, in work relationships that are longstanding, even more so. I love these terms that we're bringing up here around boundaries, needs, expectations, trust, so much more to explore as we move into managing relationships, professional and personal. Yeah. And those dives will be all about knowing your role and co-creation. So this theme will continue. Yeah. So that is our time for today. If you like what we're doing here on the show, three big ways you can help us out. The first, now you think you know what I'm going to say here, but I'm going to change the order here because (laughs) the first and the most important and the one that I'm seeing less of is to not keep us a secret. Whatever your jam is for social media, be it Twitter, be it Reddit, be it Facebook, be it something that Cam and I haven't heard of because we're old, please share us with other people. That is the best way to help us grow. Number two is to leave a rating or review wherever you listen. That helps other people find the show. It also lets other people know that we are worth giving a listen to. And finally, you can support the show by becoming a patron. Our patrons pay for our professional show editing and all of the other costs of running the show. And we're so grateful Uh, to them for that. So for $5 a month, you not only help support the running of the show, you gain access to our Discord community where our listeners are working together to do their own understand, own, and translate work. So until next week, I'm Shelly. And I'm Cam. And this was Translating ADHD. Thanks for listening.